Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration for life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluti, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hello, friends. This is Stacey C. with you today, and we have got Mark Recker. I'm so excited to hear from this guy. He's way on the other side of the um, nation over in Indiana. So, Mark Recker, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Stacey, for having me on board. Appreciate it. Uh, Awesome. I love your accent. All right. Mark Recker is an inventor. We're going to talk a little bit about that, too, because we have a a common uh, passion for for the fitness industry, but he's an an entrepreneur and a respected leader who's passionate about problem solving and helping people succeed, especially um, at home-based businesses. So he's a co-author in both The Change and Cracking the Rich Code, which is a new book series coming out. He specializes in teamwork, leveraging, and duplication. Mark credits much of his success to the work ethic and personal responsibility he learned growing up on a farm, as well as competing in high school sports. I absolutely love that. You are so right. You're just a regular guy, and uh, you truly have leveraged your experiences in life. So we are very excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you very much. You're so you're so welcome. All right, let's talk about what lights you up these days. What gets you most fired up about life and what keeps you going? Well, what really lights me up is knowing that I have a gift that I was born with, like most of us are born with. And I'm, I was able to recognize that gift and that my gift was reaching out and helping others and caring for others. And I realized that at, a, at an early age, of course, you know, when I had a kind of a download come to me one day that, uh, that said, you know, I was going to be a wealthy individual someday. And I didn't have any idea how that was going to happen. But all I knew was that it was going to happen. And it was going to happen in a time, in a certain amount of time. And one thing led to another. And uh, basically, I, I started... Uh, one day I was working with my father on the farm, uh, putting a dual wheel on a tractor, and we were just getting ready to go out and plow. And there's a couple clamps that hold this dual wheel on so we get extra traction. And, of course, my dad grabs the clamp from me, and he says, you know, my neighbor down the road here, he, he invented this, patented it, and he made a lot of money off of it. And I was like 14 years old at the time. And I said, wow, that's amazing, you know. And I said, to myself, I said, someday I'm going to patent something. And that's where, that's actually what took off right at that point. I had that goal set into me that someday I was going to do something special and I was going to, wasn't going to quit chasing that dream until yeah. I accomplished it. And so what really lights me up is, is that I take a leadership role and I enjoy being a leader. And that's, that's my whole role uh, for helping people is, is actually be a leader and try to teach people to lead and become leaders as well. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I'd love to share a little story with you about, about a, a young lad that was running cross country in, in uh, <laughs> high school. And uh, he was not invited to run when he was a freshman. 
because he was he was scrawny, he was underdeveloped, and uh, it just so happened that the uh, coach was his brother, his oldest brother, and he was so upset about it, Stacy, that he made it a point that he was going to make his brother, whose <laughs> oldest brother, who's the coach, regret it for not inviting him <laughs> while other classmates were invited. So the whole summer. He had to listen to his, his brother, who was still living at home with him, uh, who was the coach, of course, uh, brag about their number one runner. And he just bragged about him every day. And every day he bragged, this young lad just got more and more angrier and said, I'm going to beat that guy when I run next year. And so a year passes by, and on the very first cross-country practice, this kid's now sophomore. He's grown a little bit, put a little more weight on, but he's still scrawny by all means. And uh, he's getting ready to start with everybody else. He tries to sneak up to the starting line, and all the upperclassmen notice him and grab him, and he dragged him to the back of the line and said, no, nah, you belong back here. And so the coach fires the gun. The gun sounds off, and everybody takes off, and their number one runner, that's always been the number one runner for three years now, is taking off like a rocket. And so this young lad, he's got to weave in and out everybody and try to get out of that pack. And finally he does. And then he sits in his stride and he keeps running and running and running. And he starts passing one by one, all the runners that are out in front, except the very fast guy. He's way ahead. So he keeps on going. He passes everybody. And he's, he's got this guy in front of him that is about a hundred yards, which is 300 feet. And he's, exhausted, totally exhausted because he burned all his energy up. And he didn't know whether to quit or throw up at that point because <laughs> he was hurting. I mean, he was hurting so bad. So finally, he, he put it in his head. He says, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. And so he kept his focus on that runner, and he gradually got caught up right beside him at the halfway point. And this guy looks at him, and he goes, oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? And... He says to the guy, he says, have a nice day. I'll see you later. And he takes off ahead of this guy, and he gets to the one-mile mark, and the coach is standing there with the stopwatch, who happens to be his brother, and his eyes are bogging out of his head. He's going, oh, my goodness, you just broke a record. Where's, where's this other guy at? And, I, and he, says, <laughs> he says, well, he fell off on the side of the road grabbing his leg. <laughs> so he goes on back he finishes the race he sets a new time and the coach is just ecstatic couldn't believe it well the coach was his older brother well that young lad was me and for three years I never let anybody beat me I beat that guy every race I ran every practice I ran I was the number one runner so on our very first meet instead of being uh Thrown towards the back of the pack, my upperclassman grabbed me and basically carried me to the front and said, you need to get up here and be in the first spot. Wow. And, uh, that, <laughs> that turned me into a leader, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I, you were positioned there early on, and you got comfortable in that place, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. And that's when I learned that, and I, I had a little bit of anger because I wasn't invited, but then I turned that anger into teamwork and into mm. a, a loving re- relationship between my, my other uh, runners that were in the yeah. team with me. So yeah. we had a very good team. So, yeah. so that's what really lit me up. 
uh, and also to be able to reach out and help people. And I am involved directly with a company and a CEO who, who really understands what my needs are and has actually witnessed, you know, the things and the growth and the leadership that I'm presenting to my team because I have 64% of the team underneath underneath me in the, in the company I'm about with. So that mm. speaks for itself. Yeah, so that's yeah. what really lights me up. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. You know, I can, I can attest to the anger thing. I think it's so beautiful. If you talk to a lot of professional athletes, you'll find that anger drove them for a lot of years. So I feel like sometimes we got to get mad, you know, in order to really turn things around and, and leverage that anger or whatever emotion it is. Um, that's kind of like just, uh, feel you know it, it's funny we get all of this emotion when we're young and I feel like uh wise people know how to turn that into something really powerful exactly. in their lives so it's really cool so you could have you know you just told us a story and your your change chapter um Mark wrote a chapter for the change book series is it book 16 that you're in or is it 17 yes I guess it's book 16 which is coming out okay. Yeah, it's just almost out. I'm in that book too. I'm excited. Um, but his chapter awesome. is written with stories. I just love it. You know, you have all these great principles, and then you have a story to go with each one. And you believe in storytelling. It really does engage people, and I, I absolutely love that. But what, at what point did you decide to not just write your story, but to publish? And I shouldn't even say story because there are stories. <laughs> but um, when did you decide to publish everything and and to really uh, share share it all with the world. Well, I I actually wanted to do this for uh, I'm going to say a couple years ago. I already thought about someday I would want to uh, at least write an ebook and put all this together for for people. And then it just so happened that uh, one of the members in my downline uh, recommended me for uh, cracking the rich code, and so I, oh, got I it. looked into it and I thought, you know what? This isn't a bad idea. I think I'll go ahead and, and go for it, and I can tell my story. And then when uh, I found out a little bit later about the change series, which was probably a week or two later, I thought, wow, I wonder if there's any room here. And so I, I talked to the person in charge and said, yeah, we do have room. And I was able to write a, another 3,000-word uh, <laughs> essay, basically, on on uh, how I got from uh, one point to the next point. So I wanted yeah. it to be in a in, in a fashion of an orderly fashion, I should say, so that yeah. I could actually use the change as a stepping stone and also to walk right into the other book, uh, which is Cracking the Rich Code. But awesome. on top of that, I had a goal in my mind to use these books to help my downline by letting yeah. them resell them. Awesome. Awesome. So good. So the people that can benefit most from your work would be network marketers, home-based businesses, entrepreneurs. That's pretty much who you specialize, um, your work speaks to, I should say. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Yep, that awesome. is correct. All right, let's talk about getting and staying motivated. I love this. The W's. Talk to us about the W's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I came up with that that idea, oh gosh, I'm going to say, right when I was writing it, um, I started thinking about, you know, how do you keep a person motivated? 
and you know a lot of times motivation is is not easy to maintain so you have to sit back and you have to once in a while you got to take some time out for yourself and say you know uh who what where when and why am i here mm-hmm. and yeah. so i always tell a person you know that look you need to go through these these five w's who of course, you know, who am I and, and what's my purpose in life? Why am I here today? Why am I involved with this opportunity? You know, what's so special about it? And mm-hmm. and then you go into the what. You know, what do I want to accomplish for myself and what do I want to accomplish for others? And then the next W, of course, is where. Now, the, here's where you look back at yourself and say, where can I improve myself? You know, what do I need to do different? Maybe something isn't working as well as I expected it to, or maybe I need to improve on some of my, my skills. So that kind of brings you back into focus of, of self-improvement. And then the other W is when can I expect to see results? Mm-hmm. And I always try to set a little timeline to say, okay, next year at this time, I would like to be at this position. I would like to be earning this much money per month mm-hmm. or per, per year. And then, of course, you go to the why. Why do I want this? And, and why mm-hmm. is the biggest, biggest, it's the shortest word, one of the shortest, but it's mm-hmm. also the biggest. Uh, why do I want, what is driving me? And then that helps motivate me to, to go right back and have a fresh look at everything again and just keep going. And yeah. it's really all about sticking with it and staying mm-hmm. with it and never quit, never give up. Just right. like that runner that, you know, you, you want to get to a point where you want to beat them, but you're almost ready to quit. You're ready to give up. But then all of a sudden your mind takes over and says, I'm not a quitter. I'm not giving up. And yeah. Who am I <laughs> going? Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. You tell the story about the gold nugget or the lost gold nugget, and it's so easy to set out, um, you know, on a mission to help people, and all of a sudden you get distracted by some things along the way. And so talk to us a little bit about greed. That was a big uh, – you got derailed with that one um, early on. So talk to us about that. That was kind of a turning point in your career. What happened there? Yes. Well, greed – to me, greed is one of the main reasons why people fail in network marketing. I always say that success comes from the top down, not the bottom up. And the way that a lot of these programs are designed is the people at the top are benefiting from the hard work of the people that are on the bottom. And you can lose track of these people, and, and in the end, you, don't, you end up <laughs> forgetting about them. And and it's a form of greed because a, a lot of people in a lot of companies, they teach this, that you want to go out and sign up as many people as you can. And that is the common theme. Now, the next person that joins their program, you want to go out and sign up as many people as you can. And that's what they teach. You know, they say everybody should go out and just sign up as many people as you can. And that creates, in my opinion, a philosophy of, of self-greed all the way from Mm -hmm. the company down. They don't concentrate enough or focus enough on teaching their membership how to work as a team, how to leverage, and and how to duplicate that process. So when I wrote the story about the lost gold nugget, I had that in mind because everyone 
seems to be just working for themselves and nobody gets ahead. Mm-hmm. And of course, the best story I ever wrote, I saved for Cracking the Rich Code, oh. which will really, it will <laughs> really open up your, your mind to, to why people fail in the first place. And, and it'll actually tell you exactly why people fail and how you can overcome it. So awesome. that's, that's what the story about the greed was all about. And okay. uh, if people just concentrate, like what Zig Ziglar said, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you're going to get what you want. Yeah. But to do that, you've got to work as a team. You have to leverage. There's no other way. It's truly about relationships. And I just, I love that about network marketing or any close company. You know, you understand the value of every single person and um, cultivating those relationships gives you opportunities in life that we could never, ever know, you know, otherwise. So I love that about you. It's great. That is the key to your success. You talk about um, growing up on a farm, man, that's a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. What was it like? Six hundred acres. Tell us about that. It was hard work, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't give it up for anything. I'll tell you, my I tell people that before I was eighteen years old, I probably worked harder than most people who were thirty, thirty five, forty years old. And mm-hmm. I mean that because my job and if you can imagine being in a in a first grade you know, where I send my kids off to the school bus. Well, when I was in the first grade, my mom woke us up and sent us off to the barn. Wow. And we had to feed livestock and fill water tanks, things like that. And then we had to come back in. During the summertime, I would spend, we, were, we would actually take down woods and clear off woods for farm ground. So we'd be picking up sticks. We'd be ditching that ground. And uh, then we'd be on the tractors and farming and baling hay, baling straw, my dad was not one for having automated equipment, so we shoveled corn and grain into the bins and out of the bins, and everything was done the hard way. And uh, But that taught me a lot, that you know, hard work pays off. We had responsibility, and we were expected to carry that responsibility with us, and that's what formed me. That's what created me into being that type of a person that I am today. Yeah. That's so awesome. There's so much investment, you know, when you're really sweating and doing the work yourself. You are so totally engaged and invested that there's just no way that you can't reap a harvest from all of that, you know. It's beautiful, beautiful. I do believe in smart work, you know. Like at what point um, are we being stupid about this? You know, the the fine line between hard work and heart work and smart work, <laughs> being able to really <laughs> differentiate between the two, you know, right now, what's needed? Do I need more effort here? Do I need more heart work? Do I need a, a little more, um, a, a smarter strategy? You know, being able to see um, what's needed is part of leadership. And that's something that we all work on with our teams as well, being able to sit down and strategize, like how, how can we make decisions that are going to, that are going to help us to win this year is, um, it's that's the power of the mastermind of the, of the many minds coming together, you know, and working as a team. So it's so, so very important. And now, so true, Stacey. yeah. So now you've got four grandkids, you've got three kids of your own. How do you do family and marriage? You've been married for 39 years. That's like Bravo. That's beautiful. How do you um, do it all? 
you've got it all. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm very blessed, Stacy, to say the least. And I often ask myself, you know, why am I here today? What is my purpose? You know, uh, I just enjoy working with people, and mm-hmm. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to be able to travel more to to see my grandchildren because they live in different states across the country. And, you know, network marketing is one of the best avenues for for creating a nice residual income. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as you know, not this world was set up by our creator so that we have a certain amount of people in occupations that are doctors and lawyers and dentists. And nothing would run perfect if everybody could get wealthy in network marketing. And and that is so true. So Uh So, so God is really in control here. And what, if you're one of those people that, that I feel has the gift, then by all means, I think he wants us to use these gifts to help the others that want to get there as well. And we're just in that category, Stacy, where that's our calling. That's what we want to do. That's what we're all about. I don't have to do this, you know, but I, I love doing it. And that's what yeah. I think that's what makes the big difference. I'm not I'm not driven by money mm-hmm. by any means. I, I'm driven by a passion to, to use my gifts, to share my gifts and to help others. Yeah. That's so um that is so true. It it really is this this belief, you know, that we have that 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 we're here for a reason, you know. And and outside of fulfilling that purpose, everything feels empty and meaningless. So it isn't about the money. It it really does take faith, you know, to be, to build a, a business, to continue to do the uncomfortable thing, to not quit when you feel like you're failing, you know, be, being able to see the silver lining or to see the finish line or whatever it is to see the good thing on the other side is um it takes faith. So I have no doubt that that is what's keeping you unshakable and keeping you married for 39 years and being a great role model for all those kids and grandkids. It's very, you know, very Stacey, cool. Somebody once asked me, they, they said, what's the secret to being married that long? And I said, you want to know the secret? And this lady says, yes, I really do. This is amazing. <laughs> I said, put God first, mm-hmm. put family and friends second and put yourself last. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. And really and is. like you you hit on faith and faith is is the reason why a lot of people don't succeed in network marketing because they just don't have the faith. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why I wrote the stories. The stories are are written because I I'm a pretty uh, pretty religious person myself and and I was trying to get introduce my program early on and I wasn't having a whole lot of luck with getting people to listen and so one day I'm praying to myself and I'm saying okay God how do I get people to listen and in (laughs) I had a download came to me and says tell them in a story and I went wow why didn't I think of that (laughs) Christ taught in stories he taught using stories and people remember stories and I thought well this is brilliant and that's when I wrote my very first story, <laughs> uh, the one that I saved for Cracking a Rich Code. And Stacy, I couldn't believe the amount 
of attention that it got oh. me. It was just unbelievable. That's awesome. And so after that, I start using stories for everything. Mm, so good. And nobody can argue with personal experience, right? Not only does it engage the listener, but well, nobody can argue with a personal testimony or a, or a story. It really is prophetic. You know, the Bible talks about that, the testimony being the spirit of prophecy. Like when you tell your story, it helps to give other people hope. You know, they they can begin to see themselves in a better place. So, um, yeah, it's so powerful. So, so powerful. Um, your invention, let's go back to that. That was a long time ago, but I love that your dad, um, you know, planted that seed of being an inventor. I remember the first time I imagined being an author. I was in elementary school and I thought, oh, how cool to write a book. And then I never pursued it. I never in a million years, you know, set out on that track at all. I was a remedial reader in high school. <laughs> and all of a sudden <laughs> I find myself as an adult, you know, being invited in um, as an author. So it's just really, really wild um, how these things are kind of woven in to our lives, you know, by our creator, I think. And they were there all along. But what did you invent? Tell us about your invention. Well, uh, I was this is kind of amazing how I thought about this because uh, for one, when I made a decision that I wanted to patent something and try to make money off of it, of course, I, that was my goal because my father bragged or he actually set that seed within me that you can actually make money by inventing something. And so I had no idea what I was going to invent. But when I made up my mind that I was going to do it, that's when the downloads started coming to me. Ah. And one day, one day, and I was in the garage with my da- oldest daughter, who was three years old, and I was making a game out of out of plexiglass. Uh, it was gonna, I was just showing her how we could make things, and so I was making this game that I thought would be a great idea, and it was a, it was built like a tower out of plexiglass, and it had four little openings on the bottom, and I drilled holes in the side, and we dumped ping pong balls in there and we had picks going through it so that when you pull the picks out, the ping pong balls could, could uh, actually fall through, fall out. And uh, basically uh, I left it at that because I had an idea of, of possibly uh, trying to patent that. Well, I, I gave up at that point. I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave this idea go. Well, the reason I used ping pong balls was because I didn't have a bunch of marbles, but my intention were to use marbles. But that Christmas on TV, I saw a commercial with that exact same toy. Uh, and I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's what I had made in my garage. And that's when I realized that I have to act now on these downloads that come to me. And that's when I came up with the idea of, of the rapid stretch. I called it the rapid stretch, which was an exercise apparatus that you could actually put on your feet. It had a stirrup and you could wear it inside your shoes. So you could actually take it with you anywhere you wanted. And it had bands that you could add to it for extra uh, resistance and handles and you could exercise and travel. And it was very, and I marketed on uh, the internet for a while. And then you know, it wasn't long. I started seeing all kinds of these things show up in the big box stores and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, it didn't make me a, a ton of money, but you know what it did? It, it taught me that when you have an idea that it's well worth acting on it yeah. and that you shouldn't ignore them. Mm. 
And I think most people today, Stacey, they ignore a lot of ideas that come to them. And I think yeah. it's because of lack of faith, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. People don't want to join a program because they just don't have faith. Mm-hmm. And if you, can, if, you can over, if you can overcome your faith, you know, you can do anything. And, of course, that's why I wrote that one story about the seed, <laughs> in the, which is very interesting. Yeah. So lack of faith is, is really what you got to overcome. Yeah, totally. We will get scared out of anything. There, it's. I, I almost feel I'm writing a book right now, another one um, called The Prophet Zone, Life in the Prophet Zone. And it really is about acknowledging the fear because when you're about to do something great, there's going to, you have to overcome fear to be able to activate that faith. You know, we've all been given a measure of faith that is to be used, you know, but there's going to be fear that's going to come up um, right before that invitation to use the faith that we've been given to do that beautiful work. I, I know that so many, um, you know, people that have succeeded in business have had so many um, lessons along the way, you know, none of them are a failure. We create things, we, we, um, create programs and all kinds of things along the way. And um, none of it is, is a failure. You know, none of them failed. They all were necessary in order to get us to where we are today. So courage, right? It takes courage to step out and do that thing. Take action. Yes. It, you have to stretch. You have to step out of your, your comfort zone. You really do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. I created a fitness program um, called PX3. And, it, you know, I had a certification program and I was out there certifying instructors and um, just doing it was really, really awesome. But I came against a big, um, a big stop sign, you know, but it was so I learned so many lessons along the way that I needed in order to get to my next big thing. So it's all important. So tell us how you want to be remembered. What, what, what do you want people to remember you by or as? Well, I want people to remember me as, as a, a gentle and kind person uh, that was very loving and caring for others and, and who had a main goal of helping people in need, uh, whether it's in building a, a network marketing uh, opportunity making extra money or or just you know needing help in general and yeah. and I think when you give you receive so much more in return and that's just the way the law works the universal right. law and yeah. and that's what I want to be remembered by somebody that really went out of their, their way to to help a person get from point A to point B to be successful mm-hmm. and and to let them know that I'm not in it for the money. I've I've never, you know, after the greed incident, when I mm-hmm. finally realized it's not about the money, it's about helping others. Mm-hmm. That's when I changed, yeah. and that's when it made me a whole different person than what I am. What I am today. Yeah, you're so aligned, aligned with truth. Love gives, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. Yeah, that's what it's all so about. Yeah. What's what's more important now? Your health or your wealth? <laughs> I love this story. It's another story in the change chapter. It's so good. Yeah, that that is that is uh, so nice. That uh, I, you know, it's amazing how I just come up with these stories. And <laughs> they're they're like a download to me. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, I'll, I'll get a I'll get a theme stuck in my head, 
uh, and then I'll say, gosh, I'd make a great way to uh, emphasize the importance of teamwork, leveraging, and duplication. And then I'll just put a story together. Yeah. And uh, you know, I have a lot more that I have not uh, published yet. But I someday I think I want to put them all in one one book together, and uh, and actually, you know, show people, you know, what it's all about and how you yeah. can actually. Uh, it'll change. It'll change the way you think. Yeah. It really yeah. will. Stories you know, are everything. Uh, what somebody, a legacy. Exactly. Somebody told me one time, Stacy, that people join others that they like and trust, mm-hmm. and people marry others that they they love and trust. So mm-hmm. it's all about you know developing that relationship with mm-hmm. your prospect. You you have to really. Treat them like an individual. Let them know how important they are to you, and let them know that you're there to help. Yeah. And that's really, really the key to building a, yeah. a successful downline. Beautiful. That's right. That's what we're here to do, right? Love the exactly. people. One of the definitions that I, you know, taught my kids. I was a homeschooler when they when they were young and and we did a lot of character development, but love, one of the definitions that we used for love was to unselfishly meet the needs of another person, you know, to be able to lay yourself aside for a moment and just feel somebody else and reach out and help. It's just, um, that's what we're here to do and beautiful when you see it in action. Yes. Great. You know, Stacey, that also, (laughs) that also leads me, leads me into, uh, the technology today, a lot of a lot of people think and dream and hope that they can get rich by using the most sophisticated automated tools out there, and that's that is a, a misnomer. I mean, if that were true, everybody could get wealthy. And and going back to what I originally said, we wouldn't have any doctors or lawyers or dentists or anybody in those occupations because we could get super wealthy just being on the internet and, and using these automated tools. It just doesn't work that way. You have mm-hmm. to develop a relationship with these people. Yeah. And technology is never going to make an, an individual super wealthy in, in regard to building a downline where everybody can sign up and automatically become rich. It just can't, yeah. it just can't happen. God yeah. didn't create us to be that way. He wants yeah. us to be loving individuals who want to help others. And that's where yeah. we create our wealth. Yeah. Whether it's money or whether it's, it's you know, our inner <laughs> within us. Yeah, yeah. We've all that's been given we the power to get wealth. It says that in the Old Testament that we've been given the power to create wealth or to get wealth. And that's it right there. That is the secret is our ability to love and to um, have intimate, beautiful, powerful relationships with people. And so I love that that is your focus. That's, that's what you want to be remembered by. And that, that is the key to your success. It's really awesome and refreshing. So thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing this um, absolute nugget with us. We need to hear this, you know, we need to get back to, um, to the truth, you know, to a really solid foundation of, of love in our life. And this is, this is an important conversation. So thank you, Mark, for being with us today. Awesome, You're welcome, awesome. Stacey. Uh, it was a yeah. pleasure being on. 
Yeah. And listeners, if you want to reach out or connect with Mark, he is on Facebook, Mark Recker, R-E-C-K-E-R. And also you can reach him at jdilifeteam.com and um, hook up with him. You can book him to speak. You can um, inquire about coaching, all kinds of cool stuff. So he's got great things going on. So reach out to Mark. And if you are looking to get your voice heard, if you want to amplify, amplify your voice or publish your story or um, you're looking to go higher, deeper, further, faster, any of that, I've got the High Powered Success Academy that can help get you off to um, an awesome 2019. So reach out to me at stacyc.com. That's with an E-Y. And until next time, remember to be the change you're hoping to see in the world. Merry Christmas.